Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's up? It's Metal Shop. Metal Shop's backstage pass right now. I'm talking with Mike Nine from I Hate God. Now, uh, how are you doing today, man? Because we were going to see you guys in Seattle, and then we pull up to the show. Unfortunately, you guys had to, to pull out, but I'm, I'm glad you did. And hopefully, I mean, I'm glad you guys were able to recover and rest up. Um, I guess, you know, how are, how are you guys doing? How's everyone doing in the I Hate God camp right now? I mean, everybody's fine. Yeah, it's a big bummer, though. I mean, I'm completely bummed out because I don't know if we're even going to do any more shows on the Guar tour. It's it's looking pretty bleak. Um, the, yeah, our drummer and our merch guy slash driver slash booking agent, whatever else he is, um, whipping boy. Um <laughs> He, um, they both tested positive for COVID, but there's no symptoms. Mm -hmm. I mean, one guy said he kind of had sniffles and stuff like that, but there was no symptoms. You know, they're vaccinated. We all are, of course. Yeah. So, um, so it just really sucked. I mean, the, the tour is really strict, which is a good thing. I think it's, uh, you know, you have to have a, a car, vax card to get, even get in the show and there's no one's allowed backstage and a lot of things like that. It's like the new nature of touring, I guess. But, uh, we had to, we had to take the PCR test to get into Canada. And, uh, those two guys were tested positive, even though they didn't seem sick, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's the rule. So, and, um, yeah. And one guy tested positive again. So even though the days have passed that he should be negative, but, uh, so I don't know, man, but, um, yeah, that's just that's what that's the breaks nowadays. 
That's the thing, man. It's all touch and go. But, you know, I, I'm glad you guys are, are doing okay, at least, you know, and everyone's, you know, continuing on and, and, and at least feeling okay. It could be could be a lot worse, and it's good that you're vaccinated and whatnot, so. Yeah, of course. I mean, definitely. Um, you know, I wouldn't – I mean, we uh, – if anybody didn't want to get vaccinated in my band, I think we'd have to replace them for the – for tours, you know, because – I mean, it's just a major thing in my yeah. mind, for sure. So you you kind of mentioned the the um, backstage, you know that what a, what a strange contrast to what it normally probably was for I Hate God and the bands you play in and the bands you would tour with, and you know probably used to be just like raging backstage or at least hanging out with friends, jamming, you know whatever, listening to music, smoking a blunt or smoking a joint, and yes. now it's just you know. Yeah, hanging out on the laptop. Uh, it, was, it was all that, you know. I mean, we could have like family members back there, girlfriends or wives or whatever, but uh, that was it, you know. There's mm-hmm. no like random friends back there just hanging out, and so it's uh, it gets a little quiet back there. <laughs> uh, I guess that's the new thing, but um, I mean, it was a good thing though, because I mean, sometimes there's just random people that end up sneaking back, and you don't, mm-hmm. you know, you don't even know. Sometimes there's people you don't even know at all backstage. So yeah, but I mean it's no big loss. I can deal with it. You know, just for everybody to be safe, it's it's fine. So you you guys were going to play on uh, Thanksgiving week, um, and and I'm I'm curious about like you know I'm always curious about like what's it what's it what's a holiday like on tour? You know, like uh, how, what do you do for Thanksgiving? Do you guys go to like a like a like a cracker barrel or do you guys just do, you know, what, what, what's it like, uh, with, I hate God on, on Thanksgiving on the road. Well, I don't really celebrate those things anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, just personally, I don't really care if it's Thanksgiving, you know, it's just another day to me, but, uh, I, I think I had, um, eggs and cheese from a truck stop okay. on Thanksgiving, <laughs> but I think those, those guys we all had our own room, so we, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what they did. I think they all went out to eat, but, like, separately or something, you know, just went out and grabbed, like, a decent bite to eat. But I just I just stayed there and, you know, like I said, truck stop, eggs and cheese. <laughs> Fair enough, man. It was fine. I'm fine with that. I mean, we've, uh, you know, we don't, we play, like, near, we've played, like, Christmas Eve before mm-hmm. or something like that, but, you know, it's no big deal at all. It's just another day, really. Another day on the job for the band, and then the day of the holiday, it's like, okay, well, we can't play a show. I guess I'll just stay in the hotel and hang out, eat your eggs and cheese. Yeah, I mean, if that's what's going on, you know. I mean, we've played holidays. We've probably played Christmas Day before. Okay. I wouldn't doubt it, you know, being this long in bands, you know. So, yeah. Well, um, you know, this is uh, certainly a strange time in, in 2020, especially. I spoke with Jimmy uh, right around the beginning of the um, kind of like release, kind of uh, when you when he was doing a lot of promotion for the record, and he right. mentioned that during you know during lockdown and when when he wasn't able to tour, he actually got a job. I believe he said he was like working with some sort of metal, like uh, framing or something. Um, um, yeah, he works with a friend of mine, and they do. Uh my friend uh welds like these uh mm. wrought iron fences and jimmy helps uh with that 
So, so yeah, he's doing he's doing that when he's not with the band. So you know, not being able to tour. What what did you do to fill your time? And and did you you know take a take a random day job or did you you know how'd you fill your time and and stay sane, quote unquote? I haven't worked since the the early nineties. Okay, That's probably the last job I had. I mean, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I just, you know, I don't work, <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what I do with my days. It's all always something different, but, uh, yeah. Um, we usually Jimmy doesn't work either, but I think mm-hmm. he just took this cause the, we were so long from touring, you know, it was a, a year and eight months. I think people were saying something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, I, I get by, I'm all right. Uh, but how did you stay sane, you know, like, uh, you know, cause so many people, you know, are used to just always being on the road and going to shows at least, uh, even if you're right. not playing them, you know, what, what, how'd you fill your time? Did you, uh, did you watch a lot of movies or, you know, <laughs> well, to the, to the question of how did I say stay, uh, how did I stay sane? I, I didn't, I didn't stay sane. Yeah. I mean, it, it just was insane in itself. And, uh, I think I, I went a little more crazy than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't, I mean, you know, the usual things, you know, you read, you watch things, you know, it's, there's, you know, nothing special. Uh, Anything you, to pass time, you know, well, like right when it happened was when it was the worst, you know. Absolutely. You, you, uh, you live in a separate state from the rest of the band, is that right? No, I'm back in New Orleans. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, I just kind of am everywhere. I'm everywhere yet nowhere. You are. You have the history of nomadic behavior. See what I did there? I do. <laughs> I always have. I was born in North Carolina. So was I. I moved to New Orleans. Were you? Yeah, what, Elizabeth what city. City. Where are you from? Ah, okay. I was um, from High Point. Cool. Which is uh, near Greensboro and all that. But anyway, yeah. I, I was born there. We moved to New Orleans when I was young. I've lived in New York, Boston, spent time in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, San Francisco. I just like to travel. Uh, you know, I get bored in certain places. and That's just how it is. You know, you, you, you want to travel. Travel is education. You know, it's knowledge. Traveling is, uh, is it's a good way to learn things and learn about other people and other cultures, too. Like if you're going to Europe or anywhere else besides america you know absolutely man and i try to travel as much as i can obviously it's very uh not as easy right now and stuff especially with you know uh restrictions and whatnot or or more restrictions right hopefully you know in the sometime soon i'm i'm uh you know so one thing i i I do have to mention though is i kind of buried the lead in in mentioning we we definitely have to promote the fact that your album is out now on century media it's called the history of nomadic behavior came out last year came out last year um and was the album recorded entirely during the pandemic or was it done before it actually came out this year it came out in march It, it it the reality is it came out we were in uh ukraine the day we found out that there was going to be a lockdown. Oh my God. So we were in Kiev. We were going to do a show over there and we had to come home immediately. That was March 12th. 
So then this year, the album came out on March 12th. Total not planned that way. That was just a complete accident. What a year. It came out on March 12th. So it was an exact year to the day that the, that we were in the Ukraine and had to fly home like immediately. Or, well, I mean, that's how we read the news, you know, that it, what was happening, that we could be stuck there and borders were closing everywhere. So... But it's just kind of cool that it came out exactly a year later. We, you know, just totally by accident. That's so wild. Uh, damn, dude. So you guys recorded? Did uh, did you ha- did you um, start on the record before you were out on tour? Or was this all recorded and and done during the year of craziness? No, it was um, actually there was a a recording done in like 2017 or, oh, wow. or the end of 2016. Mm-hmm. I think it was more like 17, but, uh, and that's when, uh, Brian Patton was still in the band, mm-hmm. our, our guitar player who, uh, left. Mm-hmm. He actually left to take care of his family. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was cool. But, um, yeah, so they recorded it with him and there was like some time spent listening to that stuff. And uh, we realized, like, then Brian, when he, after he left, we were listening to it, and we were kind of like, whoa. And then I was sick for a while as well, 2015, 16. Mm-hmm. So kind of when I got better and Brian was gone, it was kind of like we were a brand new band. You yeah. know? It was like a totally different, like a, like a fresh start, you know. So we scratched that first recording, mm. and uh, it, they ended up recording most of everything the same stuff with some changes parts changed maybe some new things added in 2018 and then uh i did the vocals last year 2020 Mm -hmm. so um i went to chicago to do the vocals right in the middle of the the pandemic yeah but I went to a friend who was totally safe and you know Mm -hmm. we talked about all that and made sure that every there weren't going to be people hanging out or anything. It was just me and him. Did you record with so was, Sanford Parker? Yeah, Sanford Parker in awesome. Chicago. Hypercube Studios. Cool, man. Well, you you, you kind of um, mentioned in there that, you know, your, your medical issues, and that was something that we reported on and, and talked about, and we shared the links to help you out when we could uh, on our radio show back in 2016. So you were oh, able to... Oh, thanks, man. Of course, man. It's, you know, you're you're a huge, you know, inspiration as far as, you know, uh, metal musician, and we always play your jams, and when you were in a hard time, we had to. So, you know, I'm, I'm cool, so glad man. that you're, yeah. you've been able to... You got a liver transplant, and uh, after yep. that, you know had to make some big changes in your life uh how was it was it hard to be back on the road and and have to make those changes not really i mean you know we're all you know calmer than we used to be Mm -hmm. i mean there's times that i might you know drink a little wine or something but i'm not like boozing it up like the old days you know and stuff like that but but you know we just take it a day at a time you know everybody in the band you know well, I will. I will speak to a time where it was less calm. In uh, <laughs> I mentioned uh, off the air uh, that you guys played Bumbershoot, and I did mention to Jimmy that I, I would like to to give you the award. Um, I hate God booked at Bumbershoot, uh, and and uh, it was a pretty ra- ra- uh, raucous set. You guys drank a lot on stage, rocked the hell out. <laughs> 
had a great time. Yes. And I will say, they never booked a metal band after you guys. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I was wondering why we never got asked back to that festival. No metal band no, got we, asked. No, oh, really? So nobody. Wow, that's pretty odd. I guess. I mean, uh, <laughs> we played with Prong. I think. Yep. I think they Prong opened for us. Yep, which was it was kinda Prong. Weird. I hate God and Black Breath and. Uh, yeah. Oh right, I remember them. Yeah. Yeah, that was a strange day. And but uh, yeah, I was completely drunk as hell that day. My question to the venue promoters is, did they do any research? Did they what did they expect, <laughs> dude? Like they put on I hate God on their on their I mean festival. Come on now. It was awesome though. And you know, to to be fair, they were already going in a less metal direction, you know, they, it's more so like hip hop and and EDM and all that kind of stuff anyway. So it's not oh, like it, you know, yeah. it was already going in that direction. You guys just nudged them. Well, who was the big band that day? It was Jane's Addiction, right? So, I, th I think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not necessarily metal, but they those guys party as well, you it's know, true. if you want to call it partying. Um, yeah, that's funny, though. I mean, I didn't <laughs> think we were – I thought we were pretty mellow that day. I thought we were – I didn't think we were that crazy, but yeah. Well – I mean, I'm proud of the fact if they – stopped booking a certain type of music because of us i'm actually proud yeah hey you know what it's funny mellow on the i hate god scale is crazy yeah. to anyone else i'm sure it is yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i mean we definitely you know have had our day where it was just insanity every minute uh, how we made through some of those tours i mean some some of didn't mm-hmm you know, I mean, so there's things that have happened. I can't, I won't get into everything, but you know, there's some tours where you just can't go on. Mm -hmm. It's just, but we've, uh, we've calmed down a bit, you know, we're a little, a little more mature now, I guess you'd say. <laughs> I don't know about that word, you're, but you're, I hate God incorporated. You're, you're a business. I well, hate God. You're a relaxed. I hate God. No, I'm just kidding. Well, we, we, we are an LLC. So oh, there you go. Counts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so <laughs> I, I, I'm curious about, um, so you go on tour with Guar, you watch the Guar sh show, this is kind of a goofy question, but if you were to be asked on stage to be a Guar character for one night, say someone got sick, we need a Guar character, they give you the get up, give yourself a Guar name, what would your Guar name be? Oh my God! This is you put me on the spot now. Um, I, I mean, I'd have to think of something cool before I gave you an answer. <laughs> I, I mean, I I don't know. I I can't. Really, I mean, Guar's entertaining. I'll tell you that. There, it's. I'm not. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of those guys. I, sure. I'm I'm not a huge fan of. I mean, I, I they're okay. I, I just said it. I guess. I'm not like a huge old time fan, but they're sure. but they're entertaining and they're all cool people mm -hmm. and I respect what they do. It's a lot of work, you know, what they do. But as far as being a character, I mean <laughs> I mean that band's probably had about five hundred members. It's true. And it's and it's uh since in it they uh started because they just you know, they can put on the costume and mm -hmm. no one knows who's under it, you know. Exactly. But, okay, um, well, yeah, I don't need to put you on the spot there with that one, but um, 
So I'll ask you about New Orleans music then, because I talked with Jimmy and, and we talked a little bit about that. He, you know, he said that the Vice documentary about New Orleans, you know, he said it, he really liked it and everyone really supported the way that they did on that. Um, now I'm curious yeah. about f- for you, like, um, you know, we all know the, the, the down, the, I hate God, you know, the, the crowbar, the acid bath. Are, is there any, is there any New Orleans music that you think is maybe underrepresented? Something that you think, you know, a, a New Orleans band that people should, should go back and, and check out? Yeah, totally. There's uh there's a lot of bands. I mean, they're more punk bands Yeah, or, you know, or hardcore bands. Um, as opposed to metal, but there's a, there was a band called Graveyard Rodeo. Okay. Who were, they, they were, they were, you know, punk and metal. So they were, they did have the metal, you know, parts and stuff, but, uh, they were one of the first bands in new Orleans to, uh, to do like the slow doomy stuff along with like, you know, faster punk stuff Mm -hmm. or even slower punk stuff. But, you know, they, they just had this. Uh, they were great when they first started. They well, maybe not when they first started, but later on. Yeah. Then they had a bunch of lineup changes and put out a bunch of records on uh, Century Media that are that don't really represent them. I don't think. I mean, okay. being seeing them back in the day, but Graveyard Rodeo, yeah, their demos is what people should look for on YouTube. Graveyard and, uh, Rodeo, cool. Look it up. Yeah, that's one band, but. Uh, over the years, there's been a ton of punk bands from there. New Orleans is not known for for punk bands. You know, it's not like like you see a movie like that uh, movie American Hardcore, mm-hmm. and they talk about scenes across America, different punk rock hardcore scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't mention New Orleans, although we had a thriving scene. You know, back back from the late seventies. You know, I mean, and that's actually what it evolved into all the stuff coming down, coming out from down there now you know but uh i don't know there's bands like the paul bearers uh who are still around they still play nice there was a band called the, the sluts who were like my favorite local punk band and, nice um uh, they put out one record and then you know disappeared um uh there's a band called shell shock from down there another band who put out records but the rec the records don't really represent them that mm. well they had some early seven inches that were great. Shell shock. Oh my God. There was a band called the normals back in that. I saw them and that was like 1978. That wow. was like way back. Like, you know, that's when people were still pogoing and, yeah. you know, wearing little skinny ties and it's right stuff. at the beginning was, of the punk. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, I was like super young and my brother used to work at a place. He'd bring me to see these bands, you know, work yeah. at a club. So anyway, the normals that they're great to me, they're awesome. They're pretty melodic, but you know, total, uh, Ramones clash kind of influence the red rockers. That was a great new Orleans band, but then they sold out and totally went like they they played a bunch of shows with U2 opening mm. for U2 and they completely changed their sound into like almost like indie I don't know you know you'd probably call it like indie some money or, signs yeah and they were for with sure. U2 <laughs> yeah i think that's what it was they started to sound before that they were like the clash but mm. meets black flag which is, sounds like a, one of the best bands ever when i describe it like that but uh they were they were great. 
you know, there's there's a lot of underrated and unknown stuff from New Orleans, yeah. you know, that people just don't, when they think of hardcore and punk rock, they don't go, oh, New Orleans. You know, because we're d- deep south, you know, just kind of gets overlooked. But there's a whole history of stuff from there. The Backstabbers, another great band. The Contenders. There's a whole list of stuff I could go on. But um, You just hooked yeah. me up with a with a YouTube deep dive, man. I'm going to write these down yeah for sure yeah yeah i've been in there's tons of bands i've been in i've been in bands since i was like 14 so i was in my first band was called teenage waste that was my first real band like that actually played Mm -hmm. out in clubs but i had like you know bedroom bands i call them before that where you just yeah you you need a guitar or you need drums but you just like you know you just tell everybody you're in a band anyway but so, you know, I've been doing this a long time. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned doing it a long time, you know, doing it since you were 14, you know, and, and to some people, you know, they have their quote unquote punk or metal phase and then they kind of just you know, go on to whatever else or, you know, but you, you're yeah. a lifer, you know, that's pretty safe to say. What What's kept you in it, man, and, and kept you just like um, so devoted to it and, and kept you, you know, going strong and still, you know, putting out music and touring? What's kept you you in it? I mean, I don't know exactly because because it's something like otherworldly, you know, that, yeah. that keeps keeps you going. But uh, I mean, I'm just passionate about music. Yeah. And especially like the stuff that we play. And, and I mean, it's just I, I like a lot of different kinds of music. So it just there's I find something new every day that, you know, I'm always checking out different bands and whatever you know so i mean that you know just i don't know it's just something that makes me want to keep doing it you know i love playing on stage i love touring Mm -hmm. i've never gotten tired of it or gotten sick of it ever so you know it's just one of those things and i I think people who say like they were punk they never really were Mm -hmm. because how can you used to be punk i mean if you really were into it you still are into it if you if that's my outlook on it well i uh i, I do have a, a question and i hate to you know bring it up on i i do want to bring it up though because you know yesterday was uh the anniversary of the passing of dimebag daryl and being that you guys you know uh toured with them and you were friends with um you know pantera and dimebag and and hell yeah, yeah, and all of their everything. Um, I was curious if if you know you have any specific you know memories of of Dimebag, and when you think of Dimebag, like what's what's like a good moment that you can think of? I mean, there's so many. The guy was he was a great guy. You know, he was amazing, funny. You know, just hilarious. Like you know, he, oh, which one? Which one? I don't know. There's just so many strange things that he would do. He would dress up as a janitor and like during the opening bands when Pantera was playing, he would go out in the crowd like in this janitor's outfit and and no one would know it's him. I guess he put his hair back and everything mm-hmm. and he would just start sweeping up the place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did stuff like that. He had, He had like these costumes he'd put on like one of them was this old man, but it had a penis. Okay. Like a, pr- a prosthetic dick. Yeah. If you will. And he would walk out on stage. We knew it was him because uh-huh. we'd, you know, he'd done it before, but 
a lot of people in the crowd had no idea what's going on. And he would just walk out on stage in this old man's outfit yeah. with the penis, and the penis would just spray some kind of liquid everywhere. Oh my god! And it was—I mean, that's just how—that's his sense of humor. Yeah, know? that's Steinbeck's. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's coming out one night, we we had eaten a bunch of weed cookies, so mm-hmm. we were like baked, and I'm like I felt like I was an acid. Actually, <laughs> we—I ate like one cookie and had to sit down. So we're just sitting there and our, our equipment's sitting on this like, you know, one of those carts that you wheel it around in. And oh, we, yeah. we none of us could load anything because we were just so up from these cookies, these weed cookies. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just we're just sitting there and um, Dimebag show, walks up and he's wearing leather pants and like a big leather cowboy hat or something. And yeah. he just... <laughs> Just starts unloading our equipment into the van, like, and we're, we're. I don't know. That was funny to me because he's just all psyched up, going, "Come on, y'all, let's go!" And we're just <laughs> so that we couldn't help. I'm too high, it. man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he, but he's loading our equipment, so we eventually got up and man, like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta help this guy. Yeah. So. Well, I appreciate you you humoring me and telling me a couple dime bag stories, man, and I appreciate that. Yeah, of course, man. Of course. So, you know, winding down the interview, there's one question we always ask, and it's kind of a a strange one, but if you could okay. pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got the scar. Well, I'm covered with them. Uh, I have, there's scars everywhere. I mean, tattoos are scars too, mm-hmm. right? But um, um, I guess the the liver scar on my uh, torso, yeah, it's probably the biggest one, and that's just from uh from the transplant. You know, there's, I mean, there's a huge long story about it all, but you know, it's basically that I needed a new liver, so mm-hmm. I got one. But that's that's probably the biggest scar I have. That's about it. And uh, when when you know you needed that liver, and it was just such a an ode to like how the metal scene was there for you, man. I I I say to sound corny, but you know you had like kind of the GoFundMe, and you know I hate to sound corny, but the metal the metal tribe, you know, they really you know held you up in that time of need, and you know they they were able to meet the goal. Is that right? Well, yeah, I mean, the you know, that was the punk scene as well, and mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was everybody. It wasn't just, like, one type of music. Well, yeah, that that's what I mean, sorry. The I Hate God, your family, the, the people that love I Hate God. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was all our friends, and, uh, you know, I don't even like to say fans, but, you mm-hmm. know, fans. I'd rather say friends or something like sure. that. But, yeah, it's just people from all over the world, and, and it was overwhelming to me. You know, that helped me... Uh, like when I was in the hospital for three months mm-hmm. and they, that really like, you know, and reading, you know, the comments on Facebook and et cetera, et cetera, that all that stuff really, uh, really helped keep me positive and, you know, keep my spirits up to keep going, you know? So, uh, yeah, that was overwhelming. And I thank all those people. It was amazing. Absolutely, man. And, you know, we look after our own. Yep. That's true. Even you know when the, when you're in the circle pit and you fall down, we pick you back up. When when you're in need, you know, with the something medical, we'll help you out, man. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, it was the way society looks at. I mean, not so much now, but 
you know, being a punk rocker back in the day, you know, in the 70s, early 80s, you know, you'd get your ass kicked like once a week, you know, it was like, but now it seems like it's more acceptable, but there's like a whole community behind it now because there's so many people and that includes metal and goth and, and industrial and whatever other types of music you want to throw in there. It's all the underground. But all, you know, all the all the fringe types of music. Uh, I mean, all those people chipped in, you know, so. It's awesome. it's it's great to see that happening, and that there's so many people, you know, into different kinds of music, and it's it's just great. That's awesome, man. Well, I super appreciate you talking, and and uh, you guys are you guys are still out on tour right now, or are you guys heading back home, or what's what's the deal? Um, we're just taking it day by day. We're just cool. seeing what's going on. You know, we're trying to uh, figure out what's going to happen next. You know. That's the way everything is nowadays. It's day by day. You know, you, sometimes it's even hour by hour. Yeah, you know, minute by minute, dude. <laughs> the, the, the news changes and something else is going on. Or, you know, either good news or bad news. Yep. You got to just see what's, you know, it's hard to plan ahead these days. You know, it's kind of like you're, you're just in limbo kind of until, you you know, things look good to go, you know, so. Well, That's what we're doing. Best of luck to you guys, and and hopefully you you heal up and you know get back on the road. And we love you here in the Northwest, so you know we welcome you every time, and we'll we'll keep coming back. And uh, yeah, I did want to say we love Seattle. You know, I got yeah. a lot of friends there, and it's a, it's a great place. We always have great shows there, so we were really looking forward to playing that show. And uh, I'm really sorry that we couldn't. I apologize to people that were going to see us. You know. So, um, at least they got to see Napalm and Gore. So, but we'll, we'll be back though. And we'll probably headline next time we come back. So last time, I, cool. last time I saw you guys, I, I went and saw Metallica, uh, down the street and Metallica played for, you know, two and a half hours. So we're like, right. okay, okay. I hate God's playing down the street. I hate God. Is it going to be on? And we got there right as you guys were about to go on. We're like, yes, perfect. So we saw Metallica and I hate God headlined over Metallica for us. <laughs> well that's great yeah that's uh it's like this we played this festival in spain once in mm -hmm. vivero spain and uh we actually uh got kiss to open for us that night oh so yeah that was pretty cool yeah man that was <laughs> awesome Epic. gene simmons told us to scoff as well mm. when whatever he's your opening band that's it's okay yeah, that, that's actually true, though. We were, like, just standing by the side of the stage watching him get off stage, and he looked over at us and said, Goff! Jesus. I'm like, we're just looking at this guy. He was, like, six feet tall, six feet something, with makeup on and, and a costume. Sorry for staring at you. Yeah. You know, some <laughs> some band we liked as kids, and the guy's telling me to Goff, but that's Gene for you, I guess. I guess so. Dude, thank but you anyway. so much, man. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.